Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Wednesday, August 23rd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Educators in St. Louis are being flexible this week as dangerous heat settles in the region. We will do indoor recess through the duration of the heat advisory, especially given how hot and also how humid it is outside. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumke reports on how schools are keeping students safe. Members of a board tasked with helping oversee the jail in downtown St. Louis say there are still too many questions about yesterday's attack on a guard. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. Two inmates took the guard, a man in his 70s, hostage during breakfast service. A police SWAT team had to use less than lethal force to rescue him. Other detainees were also involved, though corrections officials would not say how many. They also would not say whether there were any weapons used or how many guards were on duty. The Reverend Daryl Gray chairs the Detention Facilities Oversight Board. Its members have clashed with the city over their ability to investigate complaints. Gray says the city needs to stop dodging oversight. The conditions that lead to hostage situations, it doesn't go away. The board is demanding a meeting with Corrections Commissioner Jennifer Clemens Abdullah. They also want to see video of the incident and will issue a subpoena if that demand is not met within 48 hours. I'm Rachel Lippman. St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Mayor Tashar Jones wants the Board of Aldermen to take additional action on gun control. The board sent the mayor a bill limiting who can openly carry weapons before going on summer break. When members return next month, Jones wants them to block the sale of military-style weapons and put limits on untraceable firearms known as ghost guns. Jones says with lawmakers in Jefferson City refusing to take action, the city needs to do what it can. The state legislature has us fighting crime with our hands tied behind our backs. And so with the one hand free that we do have, we're going to fight like hell. Jones expects legal challenges to the bills if they are passed. Three appellate judges are the finalists to fill a vacancy on the Missouri Supreme Court. The Appellate Judicial Commission is recommending Missouri Court of Appeals Eastern District Chief Judge Kelly Broniak, along with Michael Gardner. He's a judge on that same court in St. Louis. Judge Ginger Gooch is the third hopeful. She serves on the Missouri Court of Appeals Southern District in Springfield. Judge George Draper III retired from the high court this month. The Missouri Constitution calls on Supreme Court judges to retire when they turn 70. Governor Mike Parson has 60 days to fill the vacancy. The commission will pick the next Supreme Court judge if the governor is unable to make a decision. The International Institute of St. Louis wants to lure thousands of new Afghans to the region to boost the economy. Officials with the Afghan Community Support Program are meeting with Afghans in more than 10 states to encourage them to take advantage of employment and business opportunities. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Hamdullah Hamdar came to St. Louis from Afghanistan in December 2021. Recently, he received a grant from the Afghan Community Support Program to start his digital media company in St. Louis. Hamdar says many Afghans who fled to the U.S. are business owners and have skills to increase the economy in smaller cities. 
He wants other Afghans to come to St. Louis to scale their businesses, just as he has. He's using his success story to attract Afghans from across the nation to learn what St. Louis has to offer. I'm hoping to have many Afghans from this tour. It will not only boost the economy, but it will also create a stronger community in here. Hamdar says he wants new Afghans to see St. Louis as a place to start a new life. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Illinois' Secretary of State is touting a grant program he says is helping local law enforcement agencies recover stolen vehicles. Alexei Giannoulias visited Belleville yesterday to highlight the Metro East Auto Theft Task Force, which received a $2.5 million grant from his office. From July 2022 through June 30th, that task force recovered more than 500 vehicles with a total value exceeding $8 million. Capital News Illinois reports funding for the task force was part of a roughly $20 million package distributed to six law enforcement groups by a state vehicle safety council earlier this year. People in Missouri with a severe allergic reaction to meat and animal products want to warn others it can be spread through chiggers as well as ticks. More Missourians are developing alpha-gal syndrome. Eureka resident Kelly Polk Ledbetter developed allergies to meat and dairy after chiggers bit her while hiking in 2018. She went to the emergency room during a serious allergic reaction months later, and a nurse told her to look into alpha-gal. I'm just so thankful for that nurse that said something to me in the ER because, you know, if she wouldn't have, I just would have continued carrying on with what I'm doing, and I probably would have ended up back at the ER. Polk Ledbetter says awareness will help health workers identify the allergy and help patients avoid it. Excessive heat warnings are bringing changes to the first week of school throughout the region. St. Louis Public Radio's Kate Grumpke reports how schools are adapting to extreme heat. It's the first day of school at Nance Elementary early Monday morning. Students are lined up for breakfast wearing clear backpacks outfitted with yellow St. Louis Public Schools water bottles. Prince may be telling these kids to party. But when it comes time for recess, they won't get to let loose outside. We will do indoor recess through the duration of the heat advisory, especially given how hot and also how humid it is outside. School principal Tyler Archer says they've had to rethink normal first week of school activities, like outdoor team building. They're also watching their students closely. Within our schools, we often have kids with severe asthma and other medical conditions, and so knowing who those kids are, monitoring to make sure that teachers know, bus drivers know how to keep those kids safe and to know signs of if a child is in distress. And so, uh, School leaders around St. Louis are in the same position this week. The National Weather Service says the region is expecting dangerous heat through at least Thursday. Some areas have seen heat indexes close to 120 degrees this week. It's especially dangerous for student-athletes. Around 4 p.m. on Monday, the door leading into Parkway North High School is fogged with condensation. Athletic directors and coaches here are maintaining a complicated schedule. They're rotating multiple fall sports teams through shorter practices in air-conditioned gyms. The Missouri State High School Activities Association, or MISHA, has strict rules for practicing during heat. Many are based on the wet bulb globe thermometer. Hannah Harris keeps an eye on that measurement. She's a certified athletic trainer who works for Mercy Sports Medicine at Parkway North. 
So the wet bulb globe temperature, um, we take into account the temperature of the air, the wind, the humidity, the cloud coverage. Um, it's a little more in depth than heat index, and so we get a more accurate reading on how it can affect the body. We walk outside onto tennis courts right. with an instrument in hand, ready to measure the wet bulb globe temperature. Within minutes, we're both sweating. So right now, we are hovering around 88 for the wet bulb globe temperature. Um, and that falls within our orange range, which means that- The state activities organization has a color scale for how dangerous the heat is. At 2 p.m., when outdoor practice was supposed to start, the reading was in Misha's black zone. Absolutely no outdoor practice allowed. Now, a few hours later, students could practice outside, but there would be heavy restrictions on things like rest breaks. And so in that situation, most coaches, um, the quality of, they know that the quality of practice is not going to be the best. The rules are even stricter for football because players are basically bundled up in protective gear. That's why inside, the varsity football team is practicing on a basketball court. All right, give me 11 personnel, 11 personnel. The players aren't in their normal pads and helmets. One is even wearing Ugg slippers. They run through formations, but there's none of the usual sounds of tackles. Football inside is never ideal. Coach Carl Odenwald says obviously safety has to be the top priority. But the team has its first game on Friday, so they have to get some practice in. It's hard to work on throwing the ball you know, as much as you would like, so we spend a lot of time offensively working on our run game, defensively defending, defending the opposing team's run game. So um, you, you just do what you can with what you have. Luckily, the competition is in the same predicament. The state's heat rules apply to everyone equally. The forecast for the rest of the week isn't looking great, but Coach Odenwald hopes the team will be able to get outside at least once before Friday's game. I'm Kate Grumke, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Brian Moline edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.